You are listening to Packers Talk Radio Network. Packers Talk. It's over, Johnny. It's over! Nothing is over! Nothing! You just don't turn it off! It wasn't my war! You asked me, I didn't ask you! And I did what I had to do to win! Cheesehead Radio. Hello again, Cheesehead Nation. Here we are in 12 years into this experiment we call Cheesehead Radio. And we're here tonight to talk about the state of the Packers. As always, our hosts tonight are Kelly Hodgson, known as That Packer Girl on Twitter. Also joining us is C.D. Angeli of Packers Talk, known as Tundra Vision on Twitter. And lastly, little old me, Jersey Al of Packers Talk and Cheesehead TV. You can find me at Jersey Al GBP on Twitter. That's it for the preliminaries. Let's get this show on the road. All right, guys. All right. It's been, oh my gosh, it is. Oh, it's it's been a season. (laughs) It was such a hard week watching the NFC and AFC championship games and just realizing the Packers should have been playing. We We could have have beat all four of them. We could have beat all four of those teams. Definitely the Rams. Uh, Definitely the 49ers. I think you play the 49ers nine times out of 10, we would have beat them. And it, it, a frustrating end to a season, and I don't know what else we can say. What else can we say? <laughs> it sucks. I think I've re- achieved the uh, acceptance part of the grief process. <laughs> I'm not there yet. I yeah, am. I don't think I am either. I'm still angry. Now, I, I've, I've learned since 2014, you have to let it go, or it's going to drive you bananas for the entire offseason. And 2014 was that low Go ahead. Water. Say 2014 again. I did. 2014. Low watermark for listening. me. So, I, you know what? I was crabby for weeks after that, and now I've just decided I'm going to be zen like Jen, John Rayhorn to say, okay, just, just go with the flow. We're not there. But at least Brady's not either, so nah, nah. And once again, that was three topics in one from Kelly Hodgson in one sentence. Um, Thank we you. Are- <laughs> you got to let me know. Should I stay or should I go? We're not we're not doing four quarters tonight. We're just going to kind of freeform a little bit. But I think the number one topic that you know we don't like it to be because I mean, my gosh, he's dominated every show we've done this year. He's dominated the news. It's become Rogers. Jesus age just, like just used to go have. away. Exactly. But let's talk a little bit about some of our Rogers speculation right now because obviously this is this is a big move and. We're all opinionated on Rodgers as the guy and we're Rodgers as the person, but we know that this piece of the puzzle is the biggest one. If he stays in Green Bay this year, it drastically affects what we're going to do with the team around him. Likewise, if he leaves, it leaves the Packers looking to say, what are we going to do with all these other pieces? Do we keep all of them? Do we keep them at uh, the, the prices they're at? So, there's a lot that goes with Aaron Rodgers right now. There's there's still a lot. 
Well, I definitely know by these purchased property in Nashville. I just don't. I think that's an unsubstantiated rumor. Yes, he sold a house in San Diego, but he still has a house in Los Angeles. I don't think where he owns property has any bearing on where he's planning on playing. I mean, who knows if that's true or not, right? But from what I know, it actually would not surprise me, okay? I mean, Tennessee, and specifically the the suburbs around Nashville, are becoming, it's becoming a very popular place for affluent people like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Clay Matthews went there, right? Um, and the reason is Tennessee is a wonderful state when it comes to taxes. Mm-hmm. It's a great tax haven of a state, one of the best in the country. So that's why you get all these people with a lot of money that are paying a lot of taxes moving to Tennessee. Whether that, even if that's true, whether that has anything at all to do with him potentially playing for Tennessee, who the hell knows? And that's probably unlikely from what somebody said about the cap hit that Tannenhill has on him. It it doesn't seem like it would even be possible. But, you know, he likes music. I think he likes the Nashville scene. I think there's plenty of reasons why he could go there. It could be all made up, like you said. Who knows? But the thing is, both of his brothers live there. So if there's any mention of Rogers buying property, it may not be him. It's possible. But I I also think that, you know, the the quote that came along with is that he'd be, quote, good with playing with the Titans. And open to it was. Open to it, yes. Yeah. And it's just kind of funny because any of these rumors that you get, I don't know, kind of kind of helps our case a little bit. I mean, if there's a demand for him, it drives up, you know, the possibility of a little more um, return in trade instead of, you know, Denver was the only possibility that we could trade him to. They have a little more leverage on us. So I'm fine. Sure. Go to Tennessee, go to Tampa, go to all these places. No problem, man. But the, but I think it's important to remember that the Packers are still the ones holding the cards because he's still under contract. He doesn't get to pick where he goes the pack. Right. He could always choose to retire and hold that over their heads. Yeah, this is a this is an immovable force versus a unshakable object or however that saying goes. But, but anyway, we, we've got correct, correct go if I'm wrong. You're even wrong. if he retires, they yeah, I know you'll always say blame Kelly. Um, but even if he retires, the Packers still retain rights to him for a certain amount of time, correct? So even if he does retire, yeah. he doesn't get to pick where he gets to go. No, but I'm, what I'm saying is if the you know, if the Packers want to uh ship him off to, you know, some football wasteland somewhere, he can just say, Yeah, well, maybe it's time for me to retire. And the Packers been, get nothing. He's been pretty clear about saying he doesn't want to be part of a rebuilding project in Right. Green Bay. I'm sure he doesn't want to be part of one anywhere else. So, well, yeah, no, he didn't, for- he didn't say in Green Bay. He just said, right. I don't want to be part of a rebuild. Right. The only Which- reason I don't see him retiring is because Brady did. Does he want to be in consideration for Hall of Fame the same year as Brady? Because he, this is a guy that likes the limelight. He's not going to want to share the stage with Brady ever. I, I don't know if you live your life based on things like that. You know, and make life-changing decisions. He might. I don't know. I I don't know. He likes Brady, so he's got nothing against Brady, right? He's always said how he admires Brady, and he hopes to play as long as Brady has. So I I, I don't – that's one I don't buy anyway. (laughs) But with the Hall, welcome in two quarterbacks the same year. It would be historic. Think about it. It would be historic, but – Right, so there's a plus side to it. But you got to remember, there's Ben Roethlisberger in there too. And that's right. you got three. 
Tell me, Rogers, if he can avoid retirement, because this is a guy who likes to be center stage, and he wants to be a first ballot acceptance to to camp. I think, I think you're projecting a lot, Kelly. Yeah, I know I'm projecting. You're, you're, pro- you're but projecting at the same a time, lot onto him. It's I, like I don't think there's pack, any quotes that really back this up from him. Pack, I know I don't think there's any quotes either. But pack your knives and go. <laughs> I'm so sick of him. <laughs> so so yes. So anyway, Kelly projecting uh, her her frustration onto Aaron. Great. Um, let's, <laughs> hey, let's, I, I'm not I'm not I'm not denying it. Okay. Yes. Okay. So moving on. Uh, let's see what's going on. And I guess I kind of hit her at the top of this section. We realize that this is the critical piece. If he goes, it affects the team. If he stays, it affects the team. If he retires, probably the same in, impact as if he was uh, if he was traded or or. Right. Your team, but I guess anyway. let's talk a little bit just right now about two things, and one is what we wish would happen, what we want to happen, but what we really think will happen, and those two things may not be the same thing. Because I know was, what I those want. were three things. Yes, you said so, wish, want, and will. Wish and want are kind of synonymous, so yeah. we'll say it's the same thing. Okay. So, what do you want to happen? Versus what do you think will happen? So, Jersey, I'll let's start with you. For me, it's the same. They're okay. the same thing. So, basically, I want and I hope that he goes But those are two different things. They are yes. not two different things. Well, those are two different things. Because now we got to talk about what we think will happen. Oh, wait, wait. Sorry. What was the other thing? Not want <laughs> and what will. Sorry, I, I meant will. what will happen, yeah. I said hope. I meant Tune in. <laughs> Tune in where Jersey L once upon. Sorry pony. about that. You have the weirdest sayings. You've just... never heard and I want a pony too? Come on, really? Uh, I don't know. I don't I don't know. <laughs> so anyway. Want everything and then the moon now. Want on. and will. No, no, I don't want I, I'm just saying I want to be done with this. I want to be done with the Aaron Rodgers drama forever. Let it go somewhere else. And I think that's what will happen i think he will decide that to come back uh, it's going to be such a decimated team to bring him back that it's probably may not be a rebuild but it's not going to be the same team and i think he might decide that you know what let me go start start somewhere else somewhere that has money and doesn't have to cut a bunch of people to 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 keep me on so for me they're the same thing sorry it's been great i had you know we we, we love uh, what you did for us, uh, except for the playoff losses, uh, but it's time for move on. Go ahead. Go and ahead. I, have to, I have to agree with Al, because if you keep Rodgers, it's Rodgers and a whole bunch of secondary characters. And I think the Packers are getting to the point where they want to rebuild. And I also have this deep visceral need for him to be not our problem, not our monkeys, and not our circus. Because he has created a giant circus around whether he's going to stay, whether he wants to play, whether he's taking ivermectin or whether it's his toe. I'm just sick of this circus that is surrounding him being a giant cloud over the Green Bay Packers. I'm ready for him to move on. I'm okay with a couple of years of rebuilding. This isn't so going to be the bleak years. Like, so what, what will happen? I think he'll either retire or we get rid of him is what I think will happen. I think we will be entering into a non-Rogers era heading into 2022. And I'm okay with that. One thing I want to add is I think the Packers are are kind of a little bit in denial here. I think they're hoping against hope that he comes back and that they can figure out a way and that, you know, they can still do this. And, 
and I, I think they're just, you know, not ready to face life without him or, or, ha- or you know, haven't found the way to, to face that yet. And not, and not to uh, paraphrase the uh, great philosopher C.D. Angeli, but I don't think the Packers have anything to kick the can down further with. Because if it's going to be Rodgers, it's going to be a whole cast of unknowns because they can't afford anything other, other than that. So well, I think they're they... are certainly not well, going to keep Devontae Adams. Oh, they can't. They can't. And how will Rodgers feel about that? I don't think he would, be, he would want only, to play without him. The only receiver he sees sometimes. And if any of the rumors are to be believed that he wants to go to Denver and he wants he wants Devontae Adams and he wants MVS, it's like I don't think the Packers are willing to negotiate with terrorists anymore, so to speak. <laughs> well, <laughs> on yeah. that note, yeah. Uh, am I allowed to answer this question anytime soon? I, I, I guess go you can for chime it. in. If, okay, if... I just want to see if I could get in here somewhere. I think one interesting thing, and I'll, I'll just echo something that Kelly said somewhere in all of that. I mean, I'm um, actually right on something. No, it, well, yeah, but let but him yeah. talk. Let him talk. <laughs> you have this thing with all things Rogers and how tired we are of the circus and the monkeys. And the thing is, about 15 years ago, we had literally the same thing with Brett Favre, but Brett Favre had this weird control this weird charisma this weird thing that even though we knew it was troublesome and god everything was all brett Favre. remember we used to turn on the tv and oh john man brett Favre, i love brett Favre. brett Favre never mentioned brett Favre. i mean it was all the time and there's always somebody sending an airplane down to hattiesburg mississippi to go talk to brett Favre. right anyway my point let is- him talk <laughs> Stop interrupting. Is your brain just firing randomly tonight? Anyway. It's exactly what it's doing. I'll try to find the mute button for her. Anyway. (laughs) I need you now. I'm coughing. (laughs) I'm choking. Anyway, my point is Aaron Rodgers doesn't have this charisma. It's it's odd. Yes, he's one of the most charismatic people. has been for years. I mean, we listen to some of his commercials. I mean, man, when he does some of those... uh, uh, Prevea commercials around the area, man. I'm, I I listen. I'm like, you could sell me anything because he's got a great speaking voice, very persuasive, good looking guy. But right now, he doesn't have that like Favre did. I mean, there is a collective. We're ready for this to move on. Where I don't know if that ever was around. Even in 2007, fans weren't ready to move on. And I think collectively, there's this feeling like, yeah, we're ready. What do I think's gonna? What do I want to happen? I think he's gonna get traded. Dark horse. Um, watch out for those Cleveland Browns. They got a lot of cap space to burn. Uh, that wouldn't be the most shocking thing in the world for me, but Denver seems like a lightweight candidate. I'm also going to put out there that what will happen just because he's weird. I think he could retire. I don't think it would be a permanent retirement, but, uh, he just might use that as a little bit of leverage. And I don't know if either one of you know the answer, but if he were to retire, how many years does he have to stay out of the league before he suddenly is control of his own destiny? Wouldn't it just be for the extent of his contract that he's under contract, which I think is through no. next year? No, it is through next year. But I think like if he were to just sit out that year, I think if he comes back, the Packers still have rights to him for a period of time. Oh, OK. Yeah. I'd have to look it up, and that's one of those questions I didn't prepare for. So sorry, Kelly. And I think that was one of the things that people weren't prepared for Favre. It's like he retired from the Jets, and suddenly he was in control, and then he was with the Vikings. All right. Well, 
That's our Roger season for the day. <laughs> it's probably enough. And I of that. W- would not call that a win. No. Move on to some of the uh, coaching changes that we have going on right now. And, of course, some of the big news, which sort of pertains a little bit to uh, Mr. Rogers. I find it very interesting that Nathaniel Hackett uh, has been hired as the new Denver head coach, which is great. We kind of expected it. Uh, obviously, you know, the, there's the, the scuttlebutt out there that, ooh, he's going there to bring Devontae and Aaron with him. It's a package deal. But then Luke Getze, his quarterback coach, jumps ship and goes to become the offensive coordinator for the bears. So Hackett didn't surprise me. Gets him kind of like, dude, wouldn't you be the next person to step in for the OC? And he goes to the bears. So it, it, it does give you this feeling that maybe the coaches don't really think he's coming back either. You know, if gets, willing to jump ship right now too. Or the Packers had already indicated that Stenovich was going to get the promotion and gets, said, all right, well I can get an OC job somewhere else. Now, I think, I, I think that's what happened now. Didn't he didn't he also interview with Denver? Getsy might have. I think he did. So that's what surprises me is that he didn't go along with Hackett and be Hackett's offensive coordinator. Because that's what I thought would happen. And yeah. that was what everyone was talking about about a week ago. Right. The, the Bears thing is kind of a surprise, I would call it. But I think the Packers had intention of promote or LaFleur or whatever had intention of promoting Stenovich to OC uh, and not Getze. So that's kind of freed Getze to go look elsewhere. But I think this is proving that now LaFleur is starting to be a kingmaker as far as his coaches starting to be poised to become head coaches or OCs or higher up, what they, moving up the ladder, so to speak. He's starting a tree or some branches got, on a tree. So a what do you guys th- yeah, it's a it's shrub, shrub, but it's growing, and it'll it'll continue to grow over the next couple of years. It's the first couple of branches. But what do you guys think of Senovich as being anointed the new OC? I mean, everybody speaks so highly of him. I mean, you know, whether, you know, from an off, I don't know how many offensive line coaches go straight to offensive coordinator. Um, probably not that common, but obviously they thought so much of him to do it. And I think he's ready for it. You look at how well-tuned the offensive line was this year. I think he could really motivate on a bigger level. I think he's ready to be an offensive coordinator. Now, did he have another title besides offensive line coach? Was he like uh, assistant coordinator or pa- or running? No, he wasn't running game. He wasn't passing game. Did he? Did he have? Did he have like an assistant head coach title? I don't think so. Right? I don't. I don't think so. I have that. No. Yeah. I think he was strictly just offensive strictly line. Strictly offensive line. So that's a big jump, really. But it, but it's interesting how the Packers do kind of stratify it along. You know, this is the chief executive in charge of the running game and, you know, the yeah. <laughs> the underling in charge of the, the passing game, where you really are priming these specialty coaches to take the next step as offensive coordinator. It's like LaFleur and Packers incorporated, you know, kind of singling like they're ready for the next step. <clears throat> well, if Rogers, by the way, if, if he were to retire, um, he would lose quite a bit of his roster bonus. So there'd be a lot of money that would, he would lose in the retirement process. Um, and I don't see okay. anything else here about yet how long he would have to, if he was out for the entire season. But, it, you know, 
Don't see that yet. So I'm still looking. But my okay. guess is Packers retained rights for a certain amount of time because because they don't want what Habar is waiting a year and suddenly he's playing for the arch rival. Mm-hmm. I don't see that happening twice. Uh, moving on a little bit, just talking about the coaches. Um, Adam Stenovich, uh, very highly regarded. There's another coach who's always been very highly regarded uh, by the Packers named Maurice Drayton. Uh, however, as good a word and as much positive words as he got earlier on, he was uh, relieved of his duties finally, which was kind of a long awaited <laughs> process. We're like, why is he still here? Why haven't we done anything yet? It's been like over a week. Finally, Mo, Mo Drayton. Is- and I'm okay with waiting a week because it really doesn't impact the next season. I think it was waiting for tempers to kind of settle down. Right. Exactly. So that not, not to appear like a knee jerk decision or anything. Cause that's not the way they do things, you know? And I really wanted to, but I think when you have such an atrocious year and especially playoff performance, you, there's only one option, and it was that we need to look at talent elsewhere. Yeah, nobody's going to argue with that. So thank you, Mo. Good luck in your next job. Hopefully, it goes you better. Get it together. It goes better because I really have no ill will for him, but it was time for it fresh blood so to speak and i would love for yet the again next, yet again and this time i'm really hopeful that the packers look outside the organization and come with i come up with completely fresh eyes and new ideas that aren't a promotion from within but rather someone that comes as an outside search because i think at this point especially with special teams we need completely new ideas and reconstruct from the bottom up I think you just call it the Baltimore Ravens and you just find out who their assistant special teams coach is and just make them the special teams coordinator at this point. At this point, I always, I've been joking all season that I would be willing to take the position just because we need somebody different. Not that I have any qualifications. It's, it's a, it's a longstanding joke with me, but I really do think we need an outside search for special teams. A couple other uh, news here too. Uh, Justin Outen who is our tight ends coach, has been named the new Denver offensive coordinator. Now there's a jump too. Tight ends coach to offensive coordinator. Yes. That was a huge leap. What the heck is going on? Again, LaFleur is becoming a kingmaker. Well, a shrub maker at least, but... A shrub maker, okay. So a couple of promotions within the Packers. Connor Lewis is now the assistant quarterback coach. Ryan Mahaffey is the uh, Packers assistant offensive line coach. Justin Vrabel, Jason Vrabel, excuse me, is promoted to Wisconsin or uh, Packers wide receiver <laughs> passing game coordinator. And Luke Butkus. Luke Butkus. Has been promoted to the Packers offensive line coach. Does that last name sound familiar to anyone? Yeah, and if you aren't following Grandpa Football on Twitter, Dick Butkus, you really should because he's entertaining as all get out. Um, yeah, if you've seen pictures of Luke Butkus... This guy looks like an offensive line coach. He looks like he could put the pads on and just play, you know, if they really needed to. He's got the look, no doubt. And a good bloodline, of course, as uh, Dick has been entertaining us on Twitter for quite a bit, so that was pretty awesome. Yeah, seriously, give Grandpa grandpa Football a follow. And wow, does Luke Butkus really kind of look like he's a chip off the block? What is he, his nephew or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Nephew. That's awesome. You're talking about Grandpa Football. I thought you were talking about Al. Oh, bird! It's something unpredictable, but in the end is right. 
Start talking a little bit about this free agents uh, situation that the the Packers are in today. Every time people get optimistic about keeping Aaron Rodgers, uh, I have to keep bringing up this can uh, that's been kicked. Stop it! We've caught I up with the can, I think. I think the can. The can right? I think I, I we've think, caught up with all the cans. It's yeah, not I think even we like have a now can. S- it's like a lot of recycling of cans and bags yeah, the, that we is the, blocking yeah. the whole road. I think the we've stepped on has, the can. The can has been smushed and has ceased to be CD. Yeah, we've stepped on the can. So we are we are there where we have to deal with the can. Right. Let's talk a little bit about a couple of these folks. Devontae Adams, uh, obviously, is our big one right now. Guy is going to be looking for probably, at this point, um, starting franchise quarterback. We're 20 talking, million, probably. Oh, probably more than that. No, 30 is what he wants. Yeah, he wants 30. And if I'm correct, DeAndre Hopkins is sitting at 27 right now. kind of Which is why he wants 30, right? Absolutely. Makes complete sense. And honestly, he's worth it. Well, sure. But we already have David Bakhtiari, who is going to be making close to franchise quarterback money next year. Uh, I thought you meant he was going to play wide receiver, but... (laughs) You may have to. So here is kind of a pessimistic view. You know, since he really got re-injured or whatever in the playoffs, if we got rid of Bakhtiari, how much dead money would that be? Does anybody know? A lot. It's a, a lot. lot. Okay, yeah, so it's, lot. It's, it's it's better to keep. It's not, yeah, you have to keep him this year. You have to keep a half-dead Bakhtiari. Okay, that answers the keep. question. Yeah. Yeah, it's that actually was, more that expensive. Been, it's more right. expensive to cut him than it is to keep than him. To keep him, exactly. If I'm correct, we would actually... His cap number is like $22 million this year, and if we cut him, it would cost $26 million. Right. So $4 million more lost. Now, they've discussed taking David Bakhtiari and possibly extending him, but that's what would take him from $22 million probably to $25 million, and then we'd be paying him out for the next five, six years. And judging from how well he did this year, I don't know if we're gonna, ever going to get prime David Bakhtiari back. And yeah. considering how the rest of his fill-ins filled in for him great say, sentence say that three times fast yeah whatever um <laughs> is he worth a long-term investment because we've got it on the cheap that we can get it done well i don't think it matters if we feel he's worth a long-term commitment because he's under contract until 2024 so, so two more pretty, years two or nah, three more three more years, years. So. all right we already got him and right now he's taken up 10 11, or excuse me, 10 and 12 and 12% of our cap. Which is substantial when you have 53 people you have to. I believe next year they would be able to, you know, release them or whatever and actually get some relief. But this year. About 8 million, almost 9 million. About 8, 9 million, okay. So just assume regardless of his health status, he'll be on the roster for 2022. Oh, for sure. So that's crazy. Um. And like I said, there's not even really any market value for him because he's been injured all year. So it's not like you could trade him and say, well, we'll eat the money and get a first round pick. I don't know if we didn't get a first round pick for him right now. And not only injured, he's still injured. Yeah, it would, he's definitely uh, injured goods. A couple other big names. Uh, Robert Tunyon, obviously another person who was injured all year. Um, market value coming in for him saying right around 10 million see i don't believe it because he's got a dead knee it's reconstructed we still don't know if he's ever going to come back to full capacity so that 10 million seems really artificially inflated if you want my honest opinion 
No, actually, I wanted your yeah. dishonest one. But yeah. Okay, my dis my dishonest opinion. <laughs> he's still not worth ten million bucks because he's got well, an unproven knee. But okay, so I'm gonna, before we go any further with this, I'm just going to sum this up. The Packers are fifty million dollars over the cap. Every one of these players: Devontae Adams, Kevin King, Robert Tunyon, Devondre Campbell, um, even Corey Bajorquez, Razul Douglas, who's awesome. Sure. Um, you know, all those guys, I, I'd say Henry Black, but I'm not too worried about him. Alan Lazard, MVS, all of these guys, if we resign them, are in addition to the cap we're already dying on. So we sign any of these players. It goes from $50 million to $60 million because now we have Robert Tunyon at $10 million a year. So our free agency, you know, as we look at these, these are these are hard to keep any of these guys. So, I mean... Is Devante Adams even a hope at twenty eight million? Absolutely. Okay. I wish, but we're not gonna get the the uh hometown discount with him at all. He's looking to take his talents to whoever will pay him that huge salary. Yeah, he's uh, made that clear. Yeah, he's made it clear. So I'm sad he'll be gone. But this sounds like a really wild prospect. You know, we've spent years and years trying to build around Rogers, and it really hasn't gotten us more than the NFC championship and we've wilted. What if, and this sounds crazy, completely feel free to tell me if I'm nuts. You're nuts. Try, I'm nuts. I know. But what Certified. if we, in, instead of trying to build around an offense, we had a very good defense this year. What if we start building a foundation around a defense and then go from there? We have a Devondre Campbell, which I think is worth retaining. And same thing with Razul Douglas. What if we started there and built around them? Well, Devonte Campbell would probably bring you about six million a year. Still and less than Devonte at, at twenty million or thirty million. But all still added on to the minus fifty we're already at. Rasul Douglas is coming in possibly at nine million, which I think is ridiculous. I don't think it'll go that high for him, but I think he's going to at least need it five million a year. Now you got your Lazard and MVS in there. I don't know. I I I think it's hard, and and I'll, I'll argue your point on defense. Uh, the Packers did this. The Packers invested a first or second round draft choice, I think, almost every year from about, what was it, 2011 through 2018? I mean, we must have drafted how many first round uh, defensive backs during that time? And I just saw an article. Um, and none of, them, I, none of them came through. And I, I, I just saw an article. It's, it's actually cheaper next year to keep Kevin King. I forget the source, but somebody cited it this year. With the with the salary cap he would have, it would be cheaper to keep Kevin King. So congratulations, we're stuck with him forever. I don't know. Al, let's keep going here. Any, yes. Uh, any names on there that are jumping out? In what regard? They're all uh, jumping the, out. Oh uh, well, well, pick one and let's go. Pick one and let's go. Um, let me see if I can pick one that is likely to be able to be kept around. Malik Taylor does not count, Al. How about EQ? <laughs> we're we're grasping at straws, right? I mean, he's not going to command any great money, right, but from he, another team he, or from Green Bay. But he would. They're going to need receivers, right? Yes, because half the other receivers are going to be gone. So I think that's the guy that they will bring back. I honestly Here's my think, prediction. think that's a good idea because he'd be a good number two or number three, and he wouldn't cost a lot. He, I've seen a lot of rise with him, and he actually had some good intangibles as a gunner on special teams. So I agree with you, Al. If I'm looking on this list, there are probably about three names that I look at and say, these are guys we need to keep. 
that we could probably afford to keep. Um, Josh Nyman, I think would be a nice one. He's a, is he, isn't he a restricted? Yeah. He's, restri- so he's, he's restricted. Him. Yeah. So we and, can keep him a little easier. And if you look at what he, he commanded this year, it was only a little over half a million dollars. He, we could still sign him for relatively cheap, I think. Right. Uh, Alan Lazard is also an RFA. Right. Uh, so I think we can work a little bit there as well. Um, I, I think it comes down to, and this is a great question on Twitter this week, if you could only keep one of Devondre Campbell or Razul Douglas, which one do you keep? Easy for me, it's Campbell. It's Campbell for me because he made such an impact and he was that that missing link we've had for years. We've had since... since uh, about 2011, we haven't had an impact inside linebacker, and suddenly we do. So I would build around him as far as defense. For me, the reason is that there's no other person <laughs> that can fill that role that we have, right? Whereas with a cornerback, with Razul Douglas, you know, we, we've got Jair, we've got Stokes, and if we need to keep King again as a, as a third corner, we can do that. Because of his you know? cap. So... So, so we have basically quant- quantity at the cornerback position, uh, but we do not have that at, at the linebacker position. And we have a pretty solid starting two in Jair Alexander and Eric Stokes. I think they both had pretty solid years. Or Stokes had a pretty solid year along with Razul. Jair obviously is you know a stud when he finally comes back fully from his injury. We don't have another starter, as you said, at line, inside line that really has that kind of impact. That would create the biggest hole. Without a doubt. And I well, think we, we just, all, and just remember what we were all like at game one. We're like, who's the guy with the dreads playing linebacker? Because suddenly he drew attention to himself because from game one, he was making an impact and he was the difference on the defense. And the fact that he went all pro this year and nobody knew his name at the beginning of the season, it really says that he would be a solid, solid investment for the future for the Packers. Yep. All right. Well, next week's show. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little more about instead of which free agents we wish we could keep and can't afford, uh, we'll probably talk, talk a little bit about what roster cuts they're going to have to make just to get that 50,000 back and get us back to square one. That's going to be fun. 50 million. You mean 50 million? Yeah. Sorry. So before we finish, obviously we made our picks last week. I didn't know if you guys wanted to quickly go over uh, how, how people did last week. Um, no, it's okay. It's not necessary. Sure. Yeah, okay. Fine. okay they ahead. just want to point out i went oh, okay i totally just laid an egg last week so just yeah. get it over all with. right go ahead go cd ahead. was cd was right have your day in the sun i laid an egg and al split the difference right but i still came out ahead only oh, one right. of us has a winning record right now i know i, I would debate that look at the yeah well look at our standings yeah well you editing it doesn't make it real oh uh, yeah Oh. Uh, five and four right now after going two and a last week. So we'll we'll pick our Super Bowl uh, winner next week. Uh, so, but really no chance for Kelly Jersey Al to catch me anymore because they are both sitting now at three and six after Kelly went zero oh and two, and oh. Jersey Al split his picks last week. All you Ooh. believers in the Chiefs. Blah blah blah. Okay, I got to say this, and this this was something that really hit me. We okay. spent a lot of time piling on Aaron. You know, and obviously for his blase fair performance, uh, you know, the previous week. Wow, Patrick Mahomes. Man, did he lay in overtime? I don't care about the the throw he threw for an interception. The first two passes he threw 
both should have been intercepted. Right. <laughs> both of them. And then he finally threw the interception. It's like, oh my God, just just throw it and get it over with. I quit teasing everyone. I, I, totally... I, can't, I can't believe he was that so much of a no-show in overtime for a guy who's supposed to be a star. I mean, I guess Aaron Rodgers is like, yeah, he went back, he was nonchalant, and he tried to force the ball. It's like it's like Mahomes became an internet meme. It's like everyone was bagging on Rodgers last week. It's like, oh, look, another, another uh, playoff. Hold my beer. Get- yeah, exactly. Hold my beer. It's like it's like Rogers wilted, but then it's like Mahomes is like, hey, let me see if I can outdo you, and he did, which was really kind of surprising, but also kind of satisfying at the same time because when has it been we've had an, a complete underdog in the the Super Bowl since? Oh, that would be the Packers in 2011. All right. Well, that's going to do us for this week. We're going to see if Kelly can do her entire outro from memory all right thank you so much for joining us on cheesehead radio as we complete our 12th season be sure to tune in to all packers talk podcasts and follow us at at packers talk net you can follow us on spotify itunes iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your pod catching up if you love our podcast please feel free to leave us a review and show us some love you can also find us by saying plays Packer Talk, play Packers Talk podcast on Siri, Alexa, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's a wrap. I'm doing this from memory because these guys didn't give me a script tonight. I tried to do it from memory and I just Did you fall down in the middle? Did you fall down in the middle of that? (laughs) It's not like you fell down. It's like I'm picturing in my head. How many paragraphs do I have? What's the first paragraph? Please sure to follow us at AppHackersTalk.net. That's awesome. (laughs) That's a wrap. Go back. Go. All right. Talk to you next week, everyone. We'll try to be better next week, everyone. No, we won't. (laughs) Well, two of us won't be. (laughs) <laughs> hey, I try my best. Go Pecco. <laughs>